So the schedule is out. We kind of had a hint at parts of it. Let's start with that, and then we'll get into some of the eye-opening parts. And, and that is, Bob Butehorn, you know, six teams on your schedule that made the tournament last year. You knew Tulsa was going to be one without even having to do anything. You picked up a couple in FIU and Charlotte. Let's start with those two teams because FIU had quite a season last year, even though it ended in disappointment. And Charlotte's just been a consistent program for, for a decade now. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think both of those teams have added – um, some significant weight to our not only our conference but our program, um, and I think both those coaches have done a good job. Uh, as, uh, the Kyle at uh, FIU has he's a relatively new coach, but he's brought some some real enthusiasm and some passion and some life into that program. Not that it wasn't there before, but uh, has just brought it into a different level and got some real excitement there. So they're going to be always a tough out. Um, and Charlotte, you've nailed it. I mean they. They are a tough, uh, tough place to play, which is where we have to go there. Mm-hmm. And he's been very consistent over, over decades now. That program has done very well, and they've got good, good support, and they've got uh, good fans, and they've got a good stadium. So both additions are really good for our program, but also our schedule. On the conference side, before we get to a couple of big non-conference opponents, um, you know, the round robin, the double round robin, I thought was a pretty good thing last year. It is what it is now. Uh, still, as a group, as a whole of nine collective games or nine collective games, is it, is it a good situation in your mind? Honestly, I think it's better than it was. We did the, the round robin. Um, for COVID purposes. We tried to take some of the weight and the decision-making off the ADs at that point and devised a way that we could continue to, to play a heavy schedule. Um, and I think it, it, while it was good for us, it was also very difficult. It didn't showcase maybe the teams in our conference as well as they should have uh, because we all just beat up on each other. Right. So I think the new schedule where you play one you know team a week and it's you're not going home and away, I think... I think the strength of our conference will really start to show whether it's RPI-wise um, or whatever way it might, you know, and it, it's a good conference top to bottom. And it, I think the round robin might have hurt us a little bit not being able to get more teams that were deserving to be in the tournament in the tournament. Why well, do you ironically look at Conference USA and they get multiple teams because Correct. they had a different set, setup? It's Correct. kind of our setup now. Right. Uh, okay, let's. I've beat around the bush long enough. The team that made it to the championship game last year was this a match that was already in place? If not, how did it come to be against Washington? Yeah, um, Jamie and I have had a pretty good relationship over the years, and I'm I actually serve on the championship committee. So during the final four, I go and I'm am one of the committee members that has to kind of go around and making sure you're kind of an ambassador to the team. Um, and I just happened to have Washington during the Final Four. And Jamie and I just started, you know, kind of the usual conversations that happened between, you know, coaches. And and I said, hey, look, you know, if you ever need a game, let's get one going. Because I, I played him in my previous institution, and we've always had good matches. So he just out of the blue called me and said, hey, you got an open date. What do you think? And I said, well, I can't come to you, but you can come to me. And he said, okay, let's get it done. So... It was exciting for us. We go back there in '23 um, and play them in Seattle. Uh, but I, you know, I, I respect what he's done. He's he's got um, probably a two or three top, you know, probably first round draft picks on his team next year. So it'll be a, it'll be a good game and a good experience for us, but also good for them to come in here and play at Corbin. Well, let's harp on that for another minute because uh, you just said they had an opening on their schedule. I looked at it. Home, 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 home. Yeah. You guys, and then Air Force and San Diego. So yeah. it's not like they were coming down to Florida anyway. Right. That That's a sign of respect, I think. Right. Yeah. Again, I think that Jamie knows he's going to get a good game, knows that that uh, 
kind of my last couple of seasons been a little bit fluky due to injuries, but yeah. I also think he understands that kind of the teams I build and what he expects us to be, and then also we, what he expects to get from us next year. So I think he's not a he's a very bright guy, and and I think he respects the kind of way we build things and do things, and he wants a good game. And I know, and I'm the same way in college, especially in the college game. As many as the good, competitive, aesthetically pleasing games that you can have, the better. And so I think Jamie's team is very good, and I just hope we match, you know, match up and we can play at a pretty high level. Well, it's not like that's the only difficult right. uh, pre-conference right. game you have. Let's talk about. I think Marquette's probably just a return from a couple of years back, yes. but then North Carolina, uh, maybe shoe on the other foot. You're looking for a good road match. How did that come to be? Uh, well, we were. With all the movement and, and the conferences and trying to figure out where things were going to go, um, in parts of the year you sit there and try to figure out where you can get a good RPI game. <laughs> and originally we were supposed to go up there and play Wake and North Carolina. And it just couldn't, we couldn't put it all together with all. Um, so UCF took Wake and then we took North Carolina. Um, now the goal is to try to get them to come back. Um, and we, we've, have, we've had success with that in the past, and I think that hopefully we get, uh, you know, Carlos and I serve on a committee together, so hopefully we can get that done. But I don't know. They don't travel out too much. But it should be a good game up there in Chapel Hill. And and, and going up to, to Wisconsin as well, is there going to be a weather situation we haven't thought about in a long time? <laughs> yeah, which, well, maybe that time of year we're going to be looking for that type of weather. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it, it should be nice off the lake that time of year. And Louie and I have been friends forever, and I think he's done a really good job. And, and he's got a good program in the Big East as in general, is a very good conference. So I think the way we set that up, that wasn't North Carolina came after we knew we already had Marquette. Okay. So um, just it's just a week you got to have to prepare for, and good games are good games. And let's start with the beginning as we end here, actually. Yeah. Ironically, the, uh, the the approach of going with the, the, the local Division two schools again, and then I think you might have had an in on scheduling your regular season opener, and you might know a little bit about FGC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at times you want to try to get um, – you know, Division One schools to play in exhibitions, but the, I think I said this before, the the Division Two is such a good, um, especially the, the Division Two, you know, Sunshine State Conference is outstanding, and so getting them to, to play in exhibitions, you are going to get good games. So the preparation is pretty much just like playing, you know, very good Division One teams. Sure. Um, so for us, that's always been, you know, also, you know, kind of easy and accessible to bring them here to Corbett, but then going to, F, you know, getting FGC to come up here. It's a it's a good game. I think they're returning from a game we gave them. So I don't know if we'll continue to play them. I don't know what their schedule looks like or where they're going to go. But it's uh, it's always a good game. And, uh, and I think it's there's no more players that were mine <laughs> that are still there. So that's a, good, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. <laughs> well, not right this second because I know the practice has to start. But let the games begin soon enough. We look forward to it. Thanks a lot for all the time, Bob. Absolutely. And I kept it just to the schedule because there's a lot of other things that we could talk about. The roster, of course, will start to bring up some of the individuals. Hoping, like these last few years, by the way, that I'll be able to sit down with members of all of the fall sports and all the sports in and around their photo shoot days. I know those are coming up because got to have those uh, new mugs on the uh, website for the upcoming season. Speaking of the website, before we get back to soccer, there's going to be a little bit of a new look for GoUSFBulls.com, all to the good. Stay tuned for that. That's coming up. 
soon enough. That's a place I go to every single day, multiple times a day, and I'm sure you do as a USF fan. But yeah, the returners are definitely known factors, and I know that Coach Bob Udorn, you know, off microphone, is very excited about a couple of newcomers, but also some of the guys that were dinged up last year that we really didn't get to see at full speed. And I think one perfect example is midfielder Gabby Privetera. Gabby Goal is his nickname. He just didn't get to score many of them due to various injuries last year. But also want to talk about his brand new staff, how it's coming together. And yeah, it is a full new staff and want to talk to some of the new members as well. Armonte Marshall, the assistant coach, and Billy Childs, the new assistant goalkeeping coach. And more notes on the schedule. We talked about it on Friday. We broke down both the women's and the men's non-con schedule. You can go to our Unlimited Unloaded page. That's on SoundCloud and or Apple Podcasts, by the way. Just type USF and you get all the shows. We post them not too soon. We want you to listen to them on the stream in the morning on Bulls Unlimited or early afternoon on Bulls Unlimited too. But if your schedule does not permit and you also want to go back and check out some of the past stuff, continuing to post those top moments the highlights from the past season soccer is up there as well just go to our unlimited unloaded page how cool was that story about how he was the ambassador for washington at the final four last year and not like he didn't know jamie clark you might have heard him mention at a previous institution that's right the fgcu eagles played washington three times with clark as the head coach and actually the first time was his first year And it was FGCU that was the ranked team coming to play Washington in an event in Portland, Oregon. And actually, it was considered a good result for Washington to tie FGCU of Bob Butehorn one-to-one. Actually, the Huskies, I read the recap back, kind of outplayed him in that game, but were happy to finish 1-1. And so after meeting there in a neutral situation, they met up twice first coming to Seattle and Washington put it on the Eagles five to nothing. That was in 2013. And the following year, the return trip in Fort Myers was a one nothing Washington win. So similar, the Bulls are going to get a return trip to Seattle. And you can best believe I'm going to try and get on that flight as we hope to be able to bring you some road matches this year. Right now, the only ones I can tell you we're going to do will be drives. The women's team early September in Gainesville and the men regular season finale, yes, in Orlando. If I can get to North Carolina, I will, but frankly, women's soccer and volleyball are both at home that weekend, so I'll probably just watch from afar. But certainly looking forward to bringing you those sports along with football here in about a month's time. We'll talk to Denise Shelty-Brown, the women's soccer head coach, early this week as well. We'll discuss the schedule and the upcoming season because women's soccer will be the first on the field with an exhibition match that first Saturday of August. That's going to wrap it up. No conference show today around the American. Frankly, not much news this weekend, but that's all about to change as we get close to the fall. Thanks for listening to Bulls Beat. I'm Derek Sharp.